Hi there, welcome to this week's podcast. Um, I'm joined by Stephen and Jules from the education team at the FSA. And we've got a very special guest as well joining us today. It's Lisa, um, who some of you may actually know as the early years resource provider for many of us, Tishy Lishy. So welcome everyone. Hi, Ben. Hi. Um, Hi. So, yeah, so I mean, I just wanted to say thank you for joining us today, Lisa. Um, yeah, I think Jules had the first question she wanted to ask. Um, sort of. I did. Um, I was thinking um, quite a lot about, um, just going to launch straight in with a tech <laughs> question, Lisa, just whether in the current situation, because obviously that's impossible to ignore, um, how you think you or other teachers have kind of adapted to using um, tech in a way perhaps you might not have used at all before or might have used a bit, um, and whether you think um, educators will have a different view of technology now. I think I've used tapestry now for about five or six years. So I feel for me, it's not really been that different. But for my key stage one and key stage two colleagues, I think it's been a huge shift. So they really haven't used tech. So for them, I imagine it's been far more difficult for them getting into the mindset of using their version that they're using mm -hmm. rather than you know, the regular, normal, everyday classroom practice that they've been used to. But we were really fortunate. Well, I say fortunate. We had a, a member of staff that we, we shielded for that last week before we knew we were going to close. So she was investigating different ways that the Key Stage 1 and Key Stage 2 team could deliver their remote teaching. So we, when we broke up on that Friday, we were ready to go on that Monday anyway. So I, I feel like we've had a bit of a head start so I think I think we're all right I think <laughs> on our whatsapp group there's lots of oh how do you do this how do you do that tell me how we schedule this and and so on I feel really fortunate that myself and my early years team it's not been that different for us yeah and I think really good sorry Ben I was just gonna ask whether you think Though perhaps those staff members who were a bit new to using technology in this way, do you think they feel a bit more positive about it now? Or do you think, because um, I'm a really non-tech person, that's kind of why I'm quite interested in this question. <laughs> I just think it must, be, have, must have been such an area of personal growth for everyone. I think the, the using of the systems that they're using, I think they're used to, they're used to it now. I've been using it for a few, a few weeks. But I think the recording of self doing videos or whatever people might choose to do. I know some have chosen not to do that. Uh, I think that poses more problems, perhaps, more self-confidence, I suppose, rather than being able to use the tech. I've, I've videoed myself reading stories, and at first I was a bit, oh, gosh, this is a bit weird, but I just pretend that the kids are there and you just do silly faces like you normally would and voices, and the parents have been really lovely, actually, about the comments. Mm. I think that's probably the issue, parents' perception and, and how you're going to be seen. I, th I think that's it. in our norm. Yeah, no, I think that's it, because normally when you're teaching, it's only the children that see you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe one or two times a year you might have someone coming to observe you, but otherwise it's just children and, you know, you can get away with most things, <laughs> like any mistakes, like, oh, yeah, just brush it off and everything. <laughs> when you're on camera, it's just like... <sighs> 
it's it's that weird thing isn't it it's that kind of thing that we're all kind of well lots of us are indoors or perhaps doing those recordings from a fairly quiet or possibly completely empty classroom depending on what the setup is at the school and whether you're going in or not and yet somehow it feels more public and more exposed because you know it's going out to a whole set of adults before it even reaches the children you know (laughs) very strange I mean Stephen you've added quite a few videos um, recently about um, from Cherry Garden haven't you yeah they uh, they've really the game the last few weeks they've had so much content they've been sharing and um, yeah I think they um, they've got a group of staff who are really quite confident and comfortable with that technology I think and um, I think the different when you were saying there about working in a classroom and only having children there when you work in a special school <laughs> you are actually surrounded by other adults in your classroom as well and I remember that being a big change when I first moved from mainstream to special. That um, there was all of a sudden four other adults in the classroom, as well as myself. And I suppose there is a level of self-consciousness you have to get over there. So maybe the staff at Cherry Garden are a bit more adept at um, <laughs> doing that type of thing. Definitely. I, I mean, I think yeah, it's all about not taking yourself seriously at the end of the day, and I. I I've sat downstairs recording like um, my wife reading stories and doing this and we've taken like 10 takes before she's happy. And it's just, I was just like, in the end, I'm like, it's fine. No one's judging you on it. It's you just go with it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, I was going to ask actually is, do you feel that like from you using tapestry, has it improved the parental engagement and also have you, have your, your colleagues who maybe are just starting to use it, have they seen more parental engagement coming in? Definitely, yeah. We, I tend to post an activity every day. It's only a suggested activity, but some of my parents are posting the, the other things that they're doing, and there's some really lovely things that they're, they're doing themselves that I get to see. And I think probably the best thing out of, well, not just the best thing, but one of the best things out of all of this is I'm getting to see the children that in their own homes that are completely confident, feeling so safe, and I'm seeing a different side to them that I wouldn't have seen in class. You know, they're singing and dancing. They might do a little bit of in class, but they completely have no inhibitions at home. So I'm seeing a completely different, wonderful side to them that I would never have seen before and the parents are great they're posting all sorts of different things and they're commenting on the things that I'm posting um we're even sharing ideas one parent last week posted an activity um making some Mm. some shadow projectors so we're going to do that um well I've set it up to do that tomorrow that's really good yeah because I know that um go back to my wife on Friday they started normally in this term the reception children would start going to the main school um, assembly. So because they obviously can't do it and they would choose their, the children to share work with. So now she, she's choosing them to share it with the other children's parents in tapestry. And the feedback from that has been really good. It's same. It's just like getting some great ideas. Do you think that that parental engagement, Lisa, will maybe there'll be some kind of momentum and that will continue perhaps as we hopefully move forwards and out of this into a new normal? I absolutely do. I think I think our parents have seen school in a different light now. We're not just a building that they drop their kids off and then they come back six hours later. I think we've, we've almost crossed almost like a different line with our parents. 
you know like almost like they they had their impression of what school was like for them and they don't really deviate from that but not that we've become friends but we've, we've we've got a different relationship i feel now out of all this and i think if anything we'll be seen in a, in a far better more positive light after it all yeah yeah i think yeah because for a lot of parents their last experience of school is what they're judging school on and yeah. it was never you know it was possible that it wasn't that positive um especially primary school that's possibly not what their last memory was so yeah it's uh it's great that i think that's the general feeling i'm getting from a lot of people is that the relationship between school and home is is changing for the better so which yeah. is great yeah um i was gonna say what have you found the most challenging about having to change the way you work <laughs> um it's my motivation i'll be really honest sticking <laughs> to getting up and getting dressed and doing everything that you would normally do you know especially when you're in a house and there's washing to be done and there's a there's a sun to be fed and a dog to be walked it's that it, yeah. i'll be really honest I, I can become quite lazy <laughs> so i've tried to make sure that i have a, a, a job list to do we do get um daily emails and whatsapps from our senior leadership team with with suggestions of what they'd like us to do for the day it's not like i'm being really really lazy (laughs) Um, that that get up and go and i think i'm in rhythm now but before it get up and went and so i had to really kind of make sure i I had a plan of action for the day so i would Mm. say it's that for me personally being um being motivated and 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 uh, keeping going I'd, I'd be exactly the same i mean if i didn't if i was in the classroom now i i would need some something just to motivate me yeah. <laughs> and right jules have you got anything else um yeah i was i was wondering i had a, a funny question actually which a, a friend of mine who's currently teaching in a in a primary school so she's going in and out you know they're doing like tag teaching and teams and things like that and so part so she's also obviously sometimes at home and keeping in in touch with her with her um children in that way and um one of the children um wrote her a lovely little email or whatever recently which said you know all the stuff that she'd been doing and then at the end of it she said and so mrs c um i've accomplished all of these things what have you accomplished and i just thought that was so lovely and um I was going to, I thought it was such a funny question. I was going to ask you, Lisa, have you, have you, um, do you feel like if, if you could say you've accomplished one thing, what would it be? In this <laughs> I've been making sure I've got something to do on my downtime, whether it's watch a series or read a book. So I think my greatest accomplishment is probably watching um, all of the Math Mar- Marcella ser- uh, episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah, I did them. Um, you know staying quite late three at three o'clock in the morning wow. you know going to bed um, but, but once something's in my head I have to finish it I can't move on from the next thing so I'm on I'm on to a book now so I'm reading a book instead but yeah I think it's really important to have something to do in your downtime otherwise it can be all into you you know uh completely involved in it and you don't actually shut down because it is tech, you know, you've got your phone in your hand, you can be doing mm. something when you're watching telly. So it is important, I think, that you need to have some downtime to uh, close your mind off from it if you can. 
I think that's really true. And it's important, like you say, the things that you've chosen, it's got to be something that absorbs you, hasn't it? And draws you in, even if that means you stay up till three o'clock in the morning, that's actually a good <laughs> thing because it means you're, you've immersed yourself in that, in that downtime item, that activity, um, because there are no boundaries anymore, are there? Where if you, if you are at home um, and not in school, you know, you don't have those same, same, I mean, it's, it's hard enough when you're teaching anyway, because you often do do work at home too, as well as being in school. But now the, the boundaries are completely blurred. Absolutely. Yeah. It's total <laughs> sense to have a very absorbing downtime activity. I like that. Yeah, definitely. I think that's possibly been my greatest sort of challenge as well, because normally I've got, you know, the time I take to drive home, that's my sort of time to sort of get my head back into different kind of work mode but now I've just got to walk out of the room into the house now <laughs> so yeah. just like so yeah it's just that finding that ability to turn off uh, yeah definitely and um, just going I mean you're well known for the resources that you and the activities you put on um, and you share with everyone have you had to sort of change the way you plan these activities really sort of to think about the resources that people might have available to them or do you feel that what you were already doing was quite uh, accessible to people at home no I think we had to be really mindful of what our family makeup is like you know some families will have oodles of craft activities and some families Mm -hmm. won't have any so I was really mindful that whatever activity I planned for it needed to be either resources I kind of had an idea that they would have in the house or very little resourcing so that the the families would be able to do it without me adding any stress to their probably increased stress day some of my families are still working you know so you have to bear that in mind as well Mm. um so I tried to make the activities really easy um to resource if needed uh, and really simple you know almost kind of like back to basics type stuff you know, having a hunt in the garden or, you know, rummaging in your, in your cupboards for some boxes that you might be able to make things from. Yeah. So, yeah, well, it was really back to basic kind of stuff. I think we found that, didn't we, when we, we've started writing a lot of activities for the new activity catalogue. And the timing of the launch of that meant that we were really trying to think about what mm. parents potentially had in the house or... Uh, I know, Jules, you did, um, you've done a series on living is learning, haven't you? Yeah, exactly that. Just just literally looking. So it was an early years series, just literally looking, as you say, Lisa, at, at just everyday things that families will be doing anyway and the, the learning that, that children can get from that. So whether it's bath time or eating lunch or, you know, just exactly as you say, back to basics, but actually there's a whole host of things you can learn. There's a whole host of things you can learn from sitting and looking out of the window, um, you know, just trying to kind of unpack, you know, just no resource activities. You don't need anything except yeah. what you're doing anyway. Your child will be learning and absorbing. And, and making sure, sorry, making sure families know that it's okay for them to play. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them would message me back and they say, but he doesn't want to do this, he doesn't want to do that. And I said, it's absolutely fine that mm-hmm. he's sat playing with his Lego. You know, he's not doing anything different at home than he would at nursery. The only difference is the adults are different, that's all. Mm-hmm. And the building's different. But just, you know, let let them play. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. yeah. 
think that's a really important piece of advice for parents, isn't it? Because probably a lot of parents will be will be worrying. They'll be worrying about their child's development and perhaps lacking confidence, not knowing how they may, you know, how they should or, or not be supporting that. Mm. But just letting them know that, that that play is in fact the key vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> is so important, isn't it? I think if a parent is worrying about it, they're considering it and the likelihood is they'll be doing everything right. It's, mm. I suppose the risk is if a parent's not even considering that or worrying about it, then they may be not investing enough thought in what's going on. But um, I think if, if you have got a parent there who's actually maybe overanalyzing, I'm sure the best things are going to happen ultimately for that child. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, yeah. I mean, that's that's been sort of my thinking of it as well, really. I think it's it's about providing the resources that they have at home. So like when at the beginning of all this, when there was all the food shortages, not saying, Oh, go and get all your pasta and do this stuff with it, you know, cause people didn't have that with them. It's, uh, but giving different, different, uh, things that they can try. Cause you know, even just using socks, you know, most households have got loads of socks around, you know, and mix them up and then get the children to pair them up. You know, that's, uh, it doesn't, so, you know, it's those kinds of things are quite sort of easy for people to sort of resource and to set up. And also, as you say, if the parents are working, something like that can be done without an adult sitting there with them. So it could give you sort of 10 minutes just to get one task done while the child is doing that. So, think, Lisa, yeah. do you think that this will, um, depending on where we go from here, obviously, and none of us really know quite what's going to happen and what, what it's going to look like moving forward. But do you think some of this will embed in your own practice and maybe change your, your practice moving forward? I think probably. Just going back to the back to basic side of things, I wonder if perhaps we've, we've forgotten some of those basic tasks and skills that we want our children to do like pairing socks that was just mentioned there, you know, even like the life skills, build, building something from, from a box. I think possibly the parents will see that they don't need to buy all these mm. really expensive toys and, you know, fast, different yeah. Paw Patrol, let's say, uh, collections when you can actually just have loads of fun and loads of learning from some very simple and, and basic um, activities. But for me, I think it's, I've got a different impression of my, my families, um, you know, understanding them. Mm. I think beforehand, you would just go to work, you'd do what you need to do, you'd come home and you didn't really give that much thought to what was going on in the, in the families once you'd left mm. in the sense of, well, we've, we've done this today, um, tomorrow we'll pick it back up again, that the families can do so much more as well at, at home. You know, that they're just, um, I mean, I knew it anyway, but even more so now, there's such a massive, valuable resource. Mm. Definitely, yeah. 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 Okay, right. Well, um, Jules, have you got any, Jules or Stephen, you got any more questions that you want to ask? Well, I don't think so. I was going to ask one more question, <laughs> which was, which was, do you have, if you had one piece of advice to give to any other teachers out there, what would it be? 
right now about right, right now, now yeah. stop compare don't compare yourself to what you're seeing on instagram and social media and facebook Definitely. because there's some there's some amazing teachers out there and they're filming this that and the other from their home and they're doing all sorts of really amazing things we're not all the same teacher even in the school building we're not all the same teacher we've all got different skills to offer and we must not compare ourselves with what we're seeing elsewhere because it's going to we'll suffer our mental health will suffer our well-being will suffer we've got to do the best we can with the things we've got in the time that we've got yeah Yeah. and those things as we've been talking about families are all unique and what they may have at home will be different it's the same for teaching staff isn't it that's those are such wise words yeah thank you well no thank you very much and well thank you to the three of you as well for joining us today um if you've enjoyed this week's podcast please remember to subscribe so you don't don't miss out on any of the future ones and have a listen back to our past ones as well um so thank you to Stephen and jules from the education team and also thank you very much to lisa for joining us thank you for having me